just what Joe Biden needs, another foreign policy crisis. Our country bows its head to China. And how long are we going to hear about these scandals before we decide to tear down some of these institutions? This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, there's a lot of news, and I can't skip any of this stuff, so it's uh, kind of important. So here's, here's uh, I think I got like six, five or six pieces of news before we go. So Maribel Duarte whose son is a student at uh, Barack Obama Global Prep Academy in South Central Los Angeles, uh, told NBC4 Los Angeles, uh, NBC4 in Los Angeles, that her son brought home a vaccine card from the school after he agreed to get the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, in exchange for pizza. That's awesome. She was pissed. Needless to say, because she didn't want her 13-year-old kid to get a vaccine. Here's the thing. Are we really surprised this is happening? This is one of the reasons why when you send your kid to school or when, when I said, you know what the school is about. Okay? Schools, public schools especially, they're allowed to recommend abortions or hormone therapy if they think their kid is the opposite sex, if I'm a little boy and I really think I'm a little girl, uh, I can say something and they'll give me hormone therapy without telling the the school, uh, telling the parents. So is any of this really a shock? See, here's the thing. This is an important story. And of course, it's not being covered at all. Your kids aren't your own, according to the government. The schools are part of the government. There are two choices that we have as parents. Homeschool your kids or get them into some sort of religious school that is immune to this crap. I also love the idea, and this is hard to do. We need to teach our kids to ask questions, and we need to ask our kids questions. So if a kid says, well, I'll give you a piece of pizza if you get inoculated. Well, why do you need to give me a piece of pizza would it, maybe start telling your kids. We have a tendency as parents today to want to hide our kids from reality. And we really can't do that anymore because reality is out there and it's going to come after you. And the reality is our schools are not concerned about our kids. They really aren't. I mean, we can see that with what they're doing in Chicago. We can see that with what they did in Loudoun County, Virginia. They don't care about your kids. They only care about them. Your kid is a number. I see that just looking at Josie's kids and how they're treated in the school. So this is, I think this is a terrible story. It's a story that's never going to come out because the school, and what a shock, it's in LA. The school overstepped their bounds again. But the problem is it's becoming standard practice for schools to overstep their bounds. In other news, in other news, uh, Saul... Uh, Amarova, who was supposed to be comptroller of the currency, in other words, she was supposed to run the banks. I talked about her a few times. A known Marxist, she's a woman that wanted to federalize all banks, wanted to make it that banks couldn't invest, wanted to make it that your savings account and all loans went through the federal government. Yeah, she's been pulled from that position. Uh, she wasn't going to get. She wasn't going to get uh, nominated. I mean, not nominated, but confirmed. She's just too much of a communist. 
Don't forget, this is the broad that actually went to the University of Moscow under the Lenin scholarship. So yeah, we probably don't want her running our banks. So that's good. I, I, I really am happy that happened, though who knows who else is going to be stuck in that position. And here's a, here's a nice little piece. Speaking of COVID, uh, according to NBA Insider, Shams Sharania, I don't know. Sources state that beginning on January 15th, any NBA player who is not fully vaccinated will not be will be unable to enter Canada to play games in Toronto. The Canadian government will require all individuals entering Canada to be fully vaccinated. Wow, because you really have to worry about a guy who is probably in better shape than anybody in the country and gets tested twice a day might have COVID because he doesn't want to take the vaccine. This is where the world's going. This is where the world's going. We've got, we talked about <coughs> shutdowns in Australia, shutdowns in New Zealand, shutdowns in Germany, shutdowns in Italy, all through Europe. This is where it's coming. Oregon has made it that uh, we need to that the people in Oregon need to wear face masks, whether inside or outside, and indefinitely. In other words, they, they're bas- basically making mask mandates permanent. New York is requiring five-year-olds to get have their both shots in order to go see a movie. It's we've gotten in, this whole thing has gotten absolutely insane. Okay, other news. This is a great one. You can see how fast I'm going through this news because it's it's ob- the the commentary is obvious. There's not a lot to say here that I can add. So over the weekend, a swimmer from the University of Pennsylvania who swam competitively as a man for three years decided he was a woman. And by the way, his decision to become a woman was to grow his hair out. Uh, he still has hair in his armpits. He still has his balls. I mean, he's a man in every way at, until like last year, until this year. So the guy's name is Will Thomas. He changed his name to Leah Thomas. And I'm not going to say this is a chick. He is a swimmer. And he's just destroyed all of the women's records. So <clears throat> he competed this year. He won the 1,650 meter swimming race by 38 seconds. He won the 500 meters by 12 seconds. He won the 200 meters by seven seconds. Now, if you don't know, if you don't know swimming, seven seconds in the 200 meters is an incredible victory. It is a monster victory. Usually, if he's he's competing with the men, uh, seven seconds, you're dead last. Nobody is going to be losing by seven seconds. Uh, with the men, he was a fair to middle in swimmer. He wasn't anything special. He was he was decent, but he wasn't great. Uh, and of, like I said, he basically said, uh, he basically just grew his hair out. That's how he became a woman. Of course, there was a huge uproar on social media about it. And I mean a huge uproar. People were cussing. They were pissed. 
According to the NCAA rules, though, and that's basically what they posted on social media, a trans female MTF, student athlete, uh, male to female is what that means, student athlete being treated with testosterone suppression medication for gender identity disorder or gender dysphoria and or transsexualism for the purposes of NCAA competition may continue to compete on a men's team but may compete on a woman's team without changing it to mixed team status until completing one calendar year of testosterone suppression. Yeah, well, here's a newsflash. His testosterone suppression, yeah, it didn't take. Because if you're beating people by 38 seconds in a 1,650-meter race, yeah, you're still a man. Finally, and this is a, this is a fun story, um, the New York Post reports, a Chinese lunar rover has been sent on a mission to investigate a mysterious cube-shaped object spotted on the dark side of the moon. The strange white object appears oddly geometric against the stark black horizon in images and prompted scientists from China's Change 4 mission to send its U-2 rover on a two- to three-month journey to check it out, according to our space. China's National Space Author Administration, CNSA, described the object as a mysterious hut. Yeah, sure. Listen, okay, if you don't know how the moon works, uh, the moon doesn't rotate like Earth does, right? So we see the front of the moon all the time because the, the moon stays. The back of the moon, the dark side of the moon... No one's really explored the dark side of the moon because it's pitch black. It's very hard to see, very hard to land. Not to mention the terrain is really rough. They think that half the moon is missing because it intercepts asteroids and meteors all the time. So they think a lot of that portion of the moon is just destroyed. China says they went to the dark side of the moon and they actually... Uh, uh, explored the dark side of the moon. I don't believe China as far as I could pick up Xi Jinping and throw him. I, I don't believe anything. I mean, these guys just landed on Mars. We've already been to Pluto. Contrary to what some people of my friends say, we've been to the moon. We've landed on the moon 40, 50 years ago. So China is saying, well, we landed on the dark side of the moon. Okay. There's been no evidence of it, by the way. But, okay, go look for the space hut that's on the dark side of the moon. I don't believe China and, and they're all their boasts. They're kind of like North Korea in that way. They just lie. It's all good for them. I hope they, I hope they find the little space aliens that no one else has found in the 50 years we've been to the moon. Anyway, um, now let's get to some of the more important news. And this is important news. Joe Biden is going to be challenged on another foreign policy front again. Um, this time, it's from a bigger bigger bully on the street, Russia. Here's the situation. Russia is reportedly preparing to launch a massive invasion into the Ukraine in the immediate future. With up to 175,000 troops, armor, and military amassing at the Ukrainian border. The Washington Post reported, quote, the Kremlin has been moving troops toward the border with Ukraine while demanding Washington guarantee that Ukraine will not join NATO 
and that the alliance will refrain from certain military activities in and around the Ukrainian territory. Okay, that's the big thing to remember here, because that's probably why Russia is doing what they're doing. While Ukrainian as assessments have said that Russia has approximately 94,000 troops near the border, the U.S. map puts the number at 70,000. But it predicts the buildup to as many as 175,000 and describes extensive movement of battalion tactical groups to and from the border to obfuscate intentions and to create uncertainty. Russia never wanted uh, the Ukraine in NATO because if the Ukraine is in NATO, um, then U Ukraine will receive and have to support any military operations. So let's say Russia invades, if Ukraine is part of NATO and Russia invades, NATO is committed to going in and helping Ukraine. And Ukraine also has been a Russian satellite country for, for the entire 20th century and a lot of this century. So Russia doesn't want to lose that. Ukraine also has a lot of resources that Russia would need, like oil. So in Crimea, Crimea, that's one of the reasons why the Russians invaded Ukraine in, I believe it was 2014, is because they wanted their oil. They already had established uh, oil plots. They already were pumping oil out of the ground, and Russia wanted it, and they took it. So if they were NATO, though, that couldn't happen. And that's really what Russia wants. Don't be shocked if Russia doesn't invade they decide to stay out, but they want Biden to commit that uh, that Ukraine will not be in NATO. And there's a very good possibility Ukraine won't be in NATO because of that. Well, here's the reality also. No one really wants Ukraine in NATO because Ukraine has very little to offer the rest of the world. They're, they've got a vicious army, but it's a very small army. The United States didn't think of uh, and another thing that leads you to believe that they will capitulate to the Russians is that the Russians, after invading Crimea, got not Ukraine got nothing from the United States. Barack Obama sent blankets, no weapons. Most Americans don't want a fighting war uh, through Ukraine against Russia. We just don't want to send troops on the ground. Putin knows this. And he knows that, hey, I have already worked with Biden when we invaded Crimea and one of those red lines were drawn. No one did anything. A U.S. official told the Washington Post, um, the Russian plans call for a military offensive against Ukraine as soon as, as soon as early 2022 with a scale of forces twice what we might we saw this past spring during the Russia snap exercises near Ukrainian borders. Uh, the plan involves extensive movement of 100 b b battalion tactical groups. That usually says they're serious. And an estimated 175,000 personnel along with armor, artillery, and equipment. Now, how could Joe Biden actually slow Russia down a little bit here? Send javelins. That's what Trump did. And it worked. Russia does not want to go up against javelins. Jav if you don't know what a javelin is, it's an anti-armor ground-to-ground -ground missile, and it they're handheld, so any troop can just carry them around. They're very mobile. 
They're very effective. They're extremely accurate. Uh, Trump sent them millions of dollars in javelins and Russia stayed out. That's all Biden has to do, but you can guarantee he won't do that. So this has become a, a kind of a concern because after Afghanistan, the last thing that Joe Biden wants is another foreign policy disaster. And I got a feeling this is going to be another foreign policy disaster. So he held a meeting with uh, Putin yesterday. And the, the meeting was about two hours. And the only thing we know about the meeting was a 145-word statement. This is it. President Joseph R. Biden Jr. held a secure video call today with President Vladimir Putin of Russia to discuss a range of issues on U.S.-Russia agenda. President Biden voiced deep concerns about the United States and our European allies about Russia's escalation of forces surrounding the Ukraine and made clear that the U.S. and our allies would respond with strong economic and other measures uh, in the event of a military escalation. President Biden reiterated his support for Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity and called for the de-escalation and a return to diplomacy. The two presidents tasked their teams to follow up, and the U.S. will do so in close coordination with its allies and partners. All this is really important. Just listen to this. The presidents also discussed the U.S.-Russia dialogue on strategic stability, a separate dialogue on ransomware, as well as joint work on a regional issues such as Iran. In other words, the meeting really accomplished nothing. Two hours, wasted time. On Monday, and we're going to talk about why, on Monday, Biden spoke to Emmanuel Macron of France, uh, Angela Merkel of Germany, Mario Draghi of Italy, uh, Boris Johnson of the United Kingdom on the subject of Russia. Guess what? And I, I guarantee you, we, we didn't hear anything, but I'll tell you what happened. No one cares. Nobody in Europe is interested in doing anything with Russia. The only countries that might be interested are Romania, and I, I, I can't remember the other country, but it's a very small country, because they bordered the Ukraine, and they're afraid Russia is trying to do what they did as the Soviet Union back in the 20th century, start building satellite countries. And then the other reason Europe doesn't care is because they've got the Nord Stream pipeline, which is going to be, when it's finished being built, is going to be pumping millions of gallons a day of oil and gas into Europe. That's where Europe gets most of its oil and gas, is from Russia now. So, and by the way, who approved that Nord Stream? Joe Biden, this year. Good news, though, Biden is the Biden administration is making plans to get Americans out of Ukraine. I'm sure that Joe Biden has learned how to surrender better than anybody since his debacle in Afghanistan. You know what's sad? This is an example of Joe Biden's weakness. We knew this was going to come. I didn't think it'd come this fast. I thought it'd be middle of next year before they did anything. Uh, all of us need to pray for Taiwan. Because if Joe Biden can't stand up to Russia, he's definitely not going to stand up to China. And China has their eye on Taiwan. I thought they would go after Taiwan before Russia went, over the, went after the Ukraine. Now, remember a while ago I said, I wonder what we're going to do with the Winter Olympics in China? 
Well, we should have known what they were going to do with the Winter Olympics in China. And here's another strong move by the Biden administration. Let's listen to Jen Psaki as she announces the plans of the United States and how to deal with the Winter Olympics. Uh, The Biden administration will not send any diplomatic or official representation to the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics and Paralympic Games, given the PRC's ongoing genocide and crimes against uh, humanity in Xinjiang and other human rights abuses. The athletes on Team USA have our full support. We will be behind them 100% as we cheer them on from home. We will not be contributing to the fanfare of the games. U.S. diplomatic or official representation would treat these games as business as usual in the face of the PRC's egregious human rights abuses and atrocities in Xinjiang. And we simply can't do that. As the president has told President Xi, standing up for human rights is in the DNA of Americans. Uh, We have a fundamental commitment to promoting human rights, and we feel strongly in our position, and we will continue to take actions to advance human rights in China and beyond. Wow. What a stand. So they are going to answer China's evils, such as the use of slave labor, which American companies use, the concentration camps that hold Uyghur Muslims, openly committing genocide and ethnic cleansing, the taking over of Hong Kong, violating a treaty they signed, the threatening of Taiwan with military invasion, the stealing of our technology, the use of unfair trade packages, the manipulation of their money to, to strengthen their economy. The fact that Xi said G's president for life, a dictator essentially, and has said that the Chinese communism should be spread throughout the world. All of that we're going to answer by sending our Olympic athletes to China to compete, but not sending Kamala Harris. That's your deal. That's that's what we're going to do. But let's be honest. Who's running who's running things? Probably Nike, Apple, Alphabet, which is Google, Disney, Facebook, NBC, and hundreds more. Those companies would take it in the butt if we did not go over to China. Because they all are working in China. Nike, Alphabet, they don't even have manufacturing in the United States. It's all done in China using their slave labor. That's why I can't. And by the way, hundreds and hundreds of more companies are doing that. U.S. companies are doing that. Way to go. What amazes me about this is the left whines about slavery. That was banned in this country 160 years ago, and we had a civil war that killed 600,000 or 700,000 Americans. That's what makes this country bad. But they completely excuse modern-day slavery in China, which, by the way, looks a lot like the slavery that was here. They bitch to everyone who's to the right of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez about being a Nazi. Meanwhile, they ignore concentration camps, ethnic cleansing, and genocide that's currently happening in China. I don't want to hear from any of these people about how, hey, um, we got we we we're so evil and 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 then bow down to this country. Oh. 
I, I absolutely hate China. They just, oh, they're such a horrid, horrid country. Such terrible people. And not, I mean the Chinese government. I don't mean the regular people. Regular people are slaves. But no one cares. We just worry about slavery that happened 150 years ago here. All right. Here's one of the more important stories. It, it's not going to get a lot of press. And we'll exp- we'll talk about why a little later. It comes from BuzzFeed, which is not a conservative site by any stretch of the ma- imagination. And it really makes you wonder about things. So, let's read the first couple of paragraphs. Over the past 14 years, the Central Intelligence Agency has secretly amassed credible evidence that at least 10 of its employees and contractors committed sexual crimes involving children. By the way, it's been more than 10. Though most of these cases were referred to U.S. attorneys for prosecution, only one of the individuals was ever charged with a crime. Prosecutors sent the rest of the cases back to the CIA to be handled internally, meaning few faced any consequences beyond the possible loss of their jobs and security clearances. That marks a striking deviation from how sex crimes involving children have been handled at the federal agencies such as the Department of Homeland Security and the Drug Enforcement Administration. CIA insiders say the agency resists prosecutions of its staff for fear that cases will reveal state secrets. The relevations are contained in hundreds of internal agency reports obtained by BuzzFeed News through the Freedom of Information Act lawsuits. Some of the crimes they're talking about? Well, here's four examples. An employee had sexual contact with a two-year-old and a six-year-old. He was fired. Big frickin' deal. Why isn't he being hung? An employee purchased three sexually explicit videos of young girls filmed by by their mothers. He resigned, so he didn't even get fired. An employee estimated that he had viewed up to 1,400 sexually abusive images of children while on agency assignments. The records do not say what action, if any, the CIA took. And a contractor who arranged for sex with an undercover FBI agent posing as a child had his contact his contract revoked. Though the CIA said that most of the employees were prosecuted, that was not true. The paperwork obtained by BuzzFeed said that only one person has been prosecuted. Here's the thing. I wonder what that guy actually did who was prosecuted. If those guys that I just mentioned never got prosecuted? What did that guy do? The, D, the CIA said that most of the cases were handled internally. Prosecution um, was not really an option because uh, a trial would reveal state secrets on sensitive operations that were probably classified. So they were national security concerns. I think this story is huge. Because it would really be the last straw when it comes to federal law enforcement agencies. The FBI and CIA spent two years propagating Russian disinformation. That's with that Steele dossier. With the goal of undermining a duly elected U.S. president. The FBI admitted spying on the U.S. president Trump, of course. 
People are being arrested and put in solitary confinement based on their political views without trials. And I'm not just talking about those January 6th nutjobs. I'm talking about people who just don't agree with the president. This has been happening. By the way, all this stuff has been happening since Obama was president. Reporters are being arrested. Parents are being monitored by the FBI for complaining in front of school boards. All this is happening in coordination with one political party, the Democrats. This is not, none of this stuff is a conspiracy theory. It's all documented. We know this stuff is happening. That's why I want you, that's why I want you to think about it for a second. What don't we know? This has been happening since Obama. Remember the IRS scandal? You know, Obama, the one who's never had a scandal, he, he, when he uh, left the presidency, he said, I've never had a scandal. No, he had an IRS scandal. He had the Postal Service scandal. He was monitoring and arresting Fox News reporters. By the way, none of this stuff is a conspiracy theory. It's all documented. Here's the question I want to ask you. When do we start dismantling some of these bureaucracies? And I don't mean dismantle, get rid of the agents on the ground, unless the agents on the ground need to be terminated or prosecuted. I mean... When do we take these hierarchies and blow them apart, fire everyone? You got to remember, a lot of these folks, they're unelected officials, most lean one way politically. I mean, we could take a look at McCabe, you could take a look at Comey, most lead one way politically, and they usually are in their position for life. A lot of these guys. They're not pulled out by the president. Comey has been was the CIA director for ages. I think he survived two, maybe three presidents before being fired by Trump. And he would have survived Trump if he, if he wasn't so terrible at his job. Maybe it's time these people, these people half the time, no one even knows who they are. Can you name the CIA director right now? Can you name the FBI director? I can't. I mean, I'd look it up and I'd recognize the name, but I can't name them right off the bat. These people need to be known and they need to be held accountable for things, malfeasance like this. I'm sorry, I get it. If I, The FBI and the CIA, I'm sure they do things that are real seedy. Because that's kind of their job. But the reality is when we're talking about messing with kids, undermining a president, throwing people in prison for their political beliefs without trial, throwing reporters in prison, I've got a problem with this. I think that that system probably needs to be torn down. And I don't think I'm the only one that believes that. Okay. Boy, that seemed to go quick. Uh, you can uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, you can visit, uh, uh, Go. I'm going to be uploading another U uh, Rumble video tonight. I did it yesterday, but I can't get it up because my internet is kind of iffy. 
Oh, um, I have jury duty maybe on Friday, so there's a chance I probably will not be doing a podcast on Friday because I'll have to be sitting in a courthouse trying to figure out how to get out of jury duty. And uh, that, but that means I'll probably be doing one on Saturday. And I think Saturday, Fridays, I really want to do, which is why I'll probably do it on Saturday. I don't think there's jury duty on Saturday. Uh, because we got it, there was a report released by the Surgeon General about our children killing themselves and the mental health of our children. And I think we should cover that because I've been, I have children, um, I have grandchildren. Josie has children. Josie has grandchildren. And I see how their attitudes have changed. Part of it's our fault, too. A parent's fault. Grandparent's fault. And I really wanted to discuss that. And I already wrote something on it, but I think we should go more into it and we should actually read some of that, some of that uh, Surgeon General report. Okay, have a great day. If I don't see you, talk to you this weekend. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>